the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1170, The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to The Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Because I'm TNT. Show. It is Thursday here in beautiful, sunny San Diego. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for the sunshine today. We had too many days of rain. We had like two days of rain here. I was about to lose my mind, all that rain, all that bad weather. Well, the sun was out shining today, and I am thrilled to be back with you here all tonight, live every night from 6 to 7 p.m. here on your daily drive time in San Diego. And I hope to make your time with me a little bit more fun. Make mine fun. Y'all give me a call here tonight. Call me at 888 888- Three four four eleven seventy. Especially since it, it's it's gotten hot tonight, the poop's gonna hit the fan, babies. Donald Trump just stepped in it. How many more analogies can I use with the bathroom humor before I turn into you know um, some really bad comic who doesn't have a, have any sense of originality? Um, but seriously, um, you know, of course, DACA, which is a little close to caca. Um, if we want to continue on that, you know, I, I, I'm laughing because you know what? It's absolutely ridiculous to me that the comment that President Trump made was, of course, yes. Should he have said it? No. Um, particularly when he's in the White House known for leaks and he knows that he's surrounded by people that don't exactly have his back. Um, of course it was language that I don't use in my, in, in my daily life. But let's break down. Of course, by now everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, the, the Republicans and the Democrats together. I was complaining last night about the fact that uh, the Democrats were brought to, uh, to the table when the American people actually pulled the, the seats out from under them at the table and left them out. But they've been negotiating on DACA. It's, it's more disturbing to me than the coarse comments um, that everybody's upset about tonight that President Trump said. More disturbing to me, quite frankly, is how obsessed most of the lawmakers are in D.C. and being concerned about the feelings and concerned about protecting people who are either in this country illegally or don't live in this country and have no uh, ability once they get here to or desire once they get here. Uh, the best case for some of these people coming here from some of these countries that, oh, by the way, resemble the description that President Trump described. But, you know, we have a here's I can understand his frustration and why he said it. 
Because here we've got a problem in this country where we have millions of people that are here illegally, broke our laws to come here, brought children with them, and know the children weren't responsible for being brought here, but they're here illegally in this country. We've also got a problem with our borders where we've got the virtual borders, where we've got visa programs, where we're literally playing Russian roulette with our lives. We've got millions of other refugees and other people being brought to this country who either can't or won't assimilate into our culture, can't or won't support themselves because they can't speak the language, don't have the education or the skills or the ability to do so. So we've got this problem. President Trump is willing to try to work with both parties to solve it. The American people continue to be the most generous people on the face of the earth, but they want an end to this problem. They don't want it to continue to to be, they don't want it to continue, and they certainly don't want it to be expanded. And what do these lawmakers do? They come to him with trying to pat it, with pork in the form of bringing more people here to this country who can't or won't assimilate. Uh, Worst case, they're just going to not be able to uh, support themselves in this country and be paid for by the American citizens that nobody in Washington right now seems to be concerned about protecting. And worst case, some of these people wanting to come here are the people that are going to want to mow us down on the sidewalk at Christmas or shoot us down at a party at Christmas somewhere. But people are more concerned today in America that he said that about some countries? No, he shouldn't have said it. But it, but it, it's mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling to me how tortured some of these people are uh, uh, over the wall. Well, maybe we can get this wall through that was voted on by both parties how many years ago and was supposed to be under construction. Some of it actually was. And and the twisting themselves like a pretzel to actually try to, well, maybe we can get maybe we can get this funding for the wall if we don't actually call it a wall. You know, maybe maybe we'll call it a fence. Or maybe we can, what, what's the, or, you know, maybe we can come up with, you know, some French word for it that doesn't sound, you know, as bad as a wall. You know, part of what's crap's going on right now is the defamation file has been called a dossier. Maybe if we put like some fancy French word on it, we'll get it through. I mean, it's insane. We've gone off the rails with this in this country. President Trump was elected. One of the things that the people chanted the most was build the wall. Because they were tired of people coming into this country and committing crimes, raping and pillaging and murdering. They were tired of the fact that we, we now have, I'm going to talk a little bit later in the show, in addition to the poop pit in the fan, we've got some trickling down of the economy. We've got some great news. But while we had floods across our border, southern border, while we had floods of people coming in with the lottery program, how many of the terrorist attacks we had recently were here with this lottery visa program? While, while all this was going on for the past eight years, we had American people trying to figure out how to protect their own families from starvation, from losing their home, not being able to pay the rent, not being able to fill their, their car with gas to be able to get, get to work every day. We had the we had the African-American vote come out in big numbers in 2014, in large part because they were unable to get a job and they were tired of competing with people coming in from around the third world. And it's called the third world for a reason. So maybe that's what Trump should have said today. Maybe he should have said, oh, you know what I meant to say was the third world. You know, maybe then it would have gone over a little bit better. But you know what else is interesting? This is not going to be the bad blowback on Trump like everybody thinks it's going to be and the left is hoping that it will be because what President Trump said like he has in so many times in the past is he said things that that every American has thought at some point or we haven't maybe already heard said. And there are some people tonight – well, 
Let me switch gears, though, in terms of another, uh, you know, Trump's being considered to be racist, you know, because he said, you know, why are we bringing people from these blank hole countries? Maybe we should bring some people here from Norway. Of course, that was interpreted as being, you know, racist um, because people of Norway, I guess, typically, you know, I guess are considered, you know, Caucasian or white. Well, unless you do a little bit of research and you realize that Norway is part of the Scandinavia uh, that has, you know, given their country over to an Islamic invasion. Um, But it's clear what the overall message that Trump was trying to get across is merit-based, merit-based. You know, we could bring 50,000, we could bring 100,000 people from Haiti here, and all we're going to do is, 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 is create some problem in our communities or economically and put more drain on America, and we're not going to solve the problem in Haiti. That's not going to so- what's it's not going to do anything to solve the poverty in Haiti. If we really care about the Haitians, then we'd be doing something down there. And maybe that might involve a little review of the Clinton Foundation and figure out what the Clintons did with how many hundreds of millions of dollars it was supposed to go to the ha- to the Haitians. And same thing for the African countries. You know, why is the solution to some problem in some some country somewhere else supposed to be on our shoulders and not on the citizens there? One of the questions that I have, you know, about these DACA recipients, and when I said last night or night before last that I didn't necessarily have a problem with some of these DACA recipients staying, it's not because I support them staying here. It's because I'm resigned to them staying here because I never really believed that Trump was going to send them back. But that doesn't mean that I want them to have advantages over the American people here. If they're allowed to stay here legally, fine. But I don't want them to become American citizens. I don't want them to get any benefits over taxpayers. And how come nobody has suggested that if they have, they have been here so long that they are like an American and they have benefited from our education system and understand the value of Americanism and, and democracy and the fact that we're a republic, how come they're not going with their families back and taking that back to their own countries? that they come from, and trying to take that there and better their, their country of origin. This, it's like socialism. All you end up doing is, all it's going to end up doing is, is spreading misery around. It's not going to solve any problem there, and it's not going to solve any problem here. It just doesn't even make sense. But Trump wasn't the only one who really stepped in it. And today seems like Nancy Pelosi, of course, thinking that she was clear to make this joke because, hey, it's just, you know, it's so cool right now to bash on white men in this country. Uh, she talks about this DACA deal, the uh, bipartisan lawmakers, including Steny Hoyer. And she says, oh, the five white guys, I call them. Ha ha ha. Kind of like Hillary when she just thought it was so clever and so cute. Wait for the applause. When she called people the deplorables, uh, she comes out and says, I'm just waiting for them to open up a five guys. Ha 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 ha. Um, so Steny Hoyer pushes back and he says that it's offensive and, and, um, you know, he welcomes everybody. Uh, I'm committed to ensuring dreamers are protected. Again, you know, why is, uh, you know, why are we even hearing that language in this country? Where is, I have not heard one lawmaker today other than President Trump saying he is committed to ensuring the protection of American citizens. So then I hear on the news tonight a certain uh, pundit who, you know, says about Nancy Pelosi, he didn't like it because what he says what we need is we need people of color. And um, when asked why, Juan Williams said we needed to have people of color involved in, in this. He says it's because we need some sensitivity brought to it. Oh, okay, Juan Williams. I guess the assertion and your stereotype is that white people are inherently insensitive. Got it. Well, you know what? I'm going to ask my next guest if he thinks that. I'm going to get his opinion on all this. And joining me next on The Andrea K Show is none other than one of my heroes and yours, Colonel Alan West on The Andrea K Show. Don't go anywhere. 
Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the A.V. Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the A.V. Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Hey, Dave, you missed yesterday's meeting. You said you'd be there. True, Mr. Employee of the Month, but yesterday was opposite day, so when I said I was going, I actually meant I wasn't. Wait, wait, opposite day? So everything you said yesterday had the opposite meaning? Right. So, wait, when you told me you didn't have pink eye... I actually have a raging case of it. And when you said you finished the Q3 reports... Haven't even started them. Oh, well then, that must mean that when you were asking for a raise, you were really asking for a pay cut. Touché, Mr. Employee of the Month. Touché. <laughs> if you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. But if you want Employees of the Month, go where smart local job seekers find good local jobs. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. We don't discriminate against people named Dave. Dave is a common name, fun to say, and so we're using it as a catch-all for lackluster employees everywhere. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by this ad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I am super excited to have my next guest here. And that was that bumper music. Set, sounded like it had a little bit of a little country twang to it, which is perfect for my next guest because the picture I chose to depict him today on my Facebook page had him in a, in a uh, it looked like a Stetson 
holding a nice looking gun and some jeans. He has relocated from Florida to Dallas, Texas, and he is America's favorite colonel. It is Colonel Allen West. Andre, how you doing? I'm good. I'm thrilled to have you here Happy with me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Um, no doubt you have heard that the poop's going to hit the fan. Colonel West today with Trump's uh, President Trump's comments um, about um, blank hole. Country. Why are we bringing people from blank hole countries here instead of bringing people from countries like Norway? Um, I think that he was expressing frustration with, and of course I'm not a mind reader, but I think he was expressing frustration with we've already got a problem with enough, enough people here in this country that can't support themselves. We need a merit-based system. We've got people that want to mow us down, um, and you know the, they're coming to him to bring more people in. What do you think of those comments? Well, you know, of course, I'm not going to sit up here and try to explain or justify anything that the president says, but I want the people, and I'm here in Washington, D.C. for the NRA Winter Board meeting. Oh, and I think the folks that are up here in this bubble need to understand that that's how a lot of people in the United States of America feel right now. And let me tell you, especially for those representatives like Nancy Pelosi, who said nothing when Kate Stiling was gunned down by a criminal illegal immigrant that had been deported five times, that had a felony offense, but yet he was protected in the sanctuary city status of the city that she represents, San Francisco. Right. And furthermore, to add insult to injury, this exact same person uh, was acquitted of murder and manslaughter charges, and furthermore, he has now been released with time served mm. for the felony gun possession uh, charges that the federal government brought against him. Now, i got to tell you something. That is how the American people feel because no one is speaking up for them as they are killed, as they are gunned down, as they live in, in fear of these gangs such as MS-13 and others. So uh, I am not going to sit here and try to explain what the, the, right. the use of the language that the president uh, did use, but I will tell you, there are many people in America that want uh, their lives to be put forth. And, you know, mm -hmm. this whole thing about dreamers, Andrea, I have two daughters, 24 and 21. They're dreamers, too. Yeah. Yeah. And why? And you know what? I bet Kate Steinle had some dreams, dreams that were destroyed. Absolutely. And one of the things that we hear, see, it's all about emotions. You know, um, you know I, was, I was talking about, and speaking of Nancy Pelosi, you know, she made some comments today that even Steny Hoyer found offensive when she said, you know, that all the, the lawmakers, the bipartisan lawmakers working on this were all white, ha, 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 slamming them for being white. And Steny Hoyer said, you know, that was offensive. He's working hard all day long, you know, to protect dreamers. And I thought, well, wait a second. You know, I'm, I'm glad he pushed back on that racist sentiment of hers but you know why I, and i said before you came on why aren't there more lawmakers today saying i remain committed to focusing on the protections of the american taxpayer and the american cit citizen it's all emotions in order to try to get what they want which is basically and we all know that what the game plan is and what the long-term agenda is they don't really care about these quote dreamers or their dreams what they care about is expanding their yeah. dependency class for power and you know and mm -hmm. and, and the other way that and they vote. and votes it, that's ultimately what and it's vote. about so they want to tell us well we can't separate families and tear families apart families are torn apart every time there's some I illegal immigrant here that destroys a family and murders yeah. somebody's think right? about kate steinley's family mm -hmm. who, who, yeah i never heard anyone care about her family or the uh the young uh african-american kid I, I forget jamel's last name mm -hmm. but think about how he was gunned down by the mexican criminal legal immigrant as part of a gang initia initiation I, I never saw barack obama invite him 
up to the uh, to the State of the Union address. It didn't happen until President Trump came there. So mm-hmm. this is what I'm saying. You want to talk about an issue that crosses over all boundaries. There are, you know, people here of Hispanic origin. They came here legally, mm-hmm. and they want to see the respect of our rule of law, and they want to see respect of the fact that they did it the right way. They came and they worked hard. They waited in line, and they earned that incredible title of American. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when I hear, like you say, all the empty emotional rhetoric, it comes down to, like you said, uh, and there was a memo that was uh, found from the Center for American Progress mm-hmm. that talked mm-hmm. about how they need these quote-unquote dreamers for the uh, future of the Democrat right. Party. They just want to put them on the new 21st century economic plantation just mm-hmm. like they've done to African-Americans in the inner city. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because all this really is is identity politics. It's about exploiting it's the – the, it's about exploiting that one particular minority group, uh, you know, for their own power, just like they've been exploiting women with this hashtag Me Too, you know, movement and, and all this, which is nonsense. They don't care about women. Uh, you know, it, it's all about just using all of us. And I'm glad you brought up about the legal Hispanics. I live here in San Diego in a border town. One of my best friends of many years came to this country legally with the rest of her family, and she's really resentful of those that, that want to jump to the head of the line that come here and that don't that refuse to assimilate into our culture and you know and and you know and then come here illegally and have a sense of entitlement as though that they deserve some advantages over everybody that's already here and it's and it's really it's almost kind of reaching a boiling point I, I think a little bit in, in some areas of, of, of the country what do you think advancing to policy because I really don't like you know when Juan Williams said tonight we need some we need somebody with darker skin as part of this bipartisan panel because we need sensitivity and i'm thinking no we need somebody to look at this from an objective policy standpoint we're supposed to be we're supposed to be enacting legislation that reflects the u.s constitution and what our founders envisioned for this country not have it based on emotions but what do you think and what do you hope happens with this legislation um in, in in regards to immigration i'm resigned to to the daca kids being allowed to stay here if it's going to finally get us a wall where do you stand in that from a policy standpoint well, it's very simple, and I reviewed the, uh, the House of Representatives' uh, summary plan, and it's absolutely right. The thing is, the Republican Party has a moral high ground, and they don't need to surrender to the uh, progressive socialists of the left. We need to end, the, you know, we need to end this chain migration. We need mm-hmm. to end these diversity visa programs in the United States of America. There should not be any city, any state that declares itself a sanctuary city for illegal immigrants. That's a criminal offense. People have broken our law, and and that needs to go away. And those are some of the things that are in that uh, in the uh, the House of Representatives plan. Furthermore, we do need to have a border security wall, an apparatus. Now, I'm not talking about a 3,000-mile contiguous uh, Hadrian's type of wall right. from the old Roman days in, in Britain, but we need to work with the ICE uh, agents, and we need to say, where does it make sense to put this wall here so that we can enable you to better control the flow of personnel that are trying to come into this country. You can focus your resources here in this certain gap. You can channel people here in this certain area. But we have to put an obstacle up there, an impediment. And, you know, people say, well, you can, you know, tunnel under a wall. Well, then how can we use seismic uh, <laughs> monitors and right. things of this nature as well? So it's, it's not just the, the left really tries to, you know, talk to us like mm-hmm. we're a bunch of idiots when they are real as the idiots. But yeah. it is a, a whole system that we're looking at implementing there. But the border wall is important. And think about it. There in San Diego, in the southern part of California, when you put a wall up, you saw a, a decrease yes. in the people that were willy-nilly just coming across. So when I hear these folks say 
that uh, it doesn't make a difference, that it, it doesn't you know, produce any results. It does produce results. And guess where it also has produced results? It's produced results for Israel mm-hmm. when you had all the terrorists that were coming in from the West Bank killing uh, their citizens. It made a difference there. Uh, so I, I got to tell you that mm-hmm. I think those are some of the core principles. Because, And, and I don't want to see the president negotiate the rule of law. You right. don't negotiate our Constitution. And when I heard him say that if you send me something bad, I'll still sign it, I was not very you know, happy with those, those words that he used right. in that little quote-unquote negotiating session. Right. I agree with you. And that's why if you're just tuning in, by the way, I'm talking to none other than the one and only Colonel Alan West. Yeah, I was I – was dis- uh, discomforted by a couple of statements he made. One was, I'll take the heat mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll sign yeah. it, whatever you bring to me. And I thought some people right. were thrilled that he opened the kimono or, or let the sausage be made and allowed people to come in and see it. And I said, I, I didn't necessarily think it was smart because I think it muddied the waters and confused people. You had a lot of his hardcore supporters like James Woods and others who were really upset thinking, if you cave, threatening you cave, telling him I'm, you've lost my support, you're going to be a one-term president. Mm-hmm. Then he had to come back and say, no, I'm going to get the wall. It's like all that was really, you know, unnecessary. Necessary. I think his game was to put the Democrats in the hot seat going into the midterms. But the reality is that the American people uh, didn't – if they, the American people wanted bipartisanship, they would have split the power. They gave the power to the Republicans, and the mm-hmm. Republicans always allow the Democrats to control the agenda unnecessarily. Before, before I run out of time, i got to switch gears because if I don't answer – ask you some of my questions from my listeners, they're going to kill me, Colonel West. They're going to kill you. Uh, they're going to kill me. All right, and I ain't, got one of, I ain't got one of my precious shotguns here with me to protect myself with. Like I got in my home. Okay, now the Mueller investigation. This is a question from Bill Fisher. Why is this continuing? And you know, we know enough uh, that there there's no collusion on the part of President Trump, um, but we know that there were crimes committed by the by the Democrats and others. And we also know mm-hmm. that the that really there was no valid probable cause. It was really all based on this phony mm-hmm. dossier uh, that they used to mm-hmm. get a FISA warrant. You know, why is this continuing? Why have the Republican Party not shut it down? And why have they not? held those that we already have evidence of crimes being committed why have they not been held accountable well let, let me tell you what needs to happen first and foremost i do think that the president needs to get control and clean out the upper level leadership of the department of justice and the fbi uh i, I say leave Mueller alone and let him continue on because guess what we've learned more about all the chicanery and the FBI and what have you uh, because of Mueller. And that is one of the reasons why the Democrats were trying to goad President Trump into firing Mueller and trying to change the narrative to a great constitutional crisis because too much has come out about them. We're now learning about who paid for this dossier and where it came from. We're learning that the Russians provided most of the information on it. We're learning about Peter Stroke and, and Bruce Orr and Bruce Orr's wife at Fusion GPS. So I say let Mueller stay stay there and watch the Democrats squirm, but this is what we need to do. We need to open up a second investigation on Uranium One because I think it would be great because Uranium One involves Rod uh, Rosenstein and also Robert Mueller, and let's have an investigation on the special prosecutor while he's monkeying around. And President Trump should not sit down with Robert Mueller. No way, no shape, no form. This is Mueller trying to shift a, 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 a optic of blame and guilt uh, on the president, and so he should just leave him hanging. Um, the uh, Okay, a couple of minutes left, according to DJ Carrot Sticks. You're at, a, you're at a conference for the NRA. You're one of our greatest voices yeah. for protecting our Second Amendments. What's the goal uh, for this conference? What are you guys hoping to achieve there? I think one of the two most important things that uh, I want everyone out there in your listening audience to understand that Michael Bloomberg has put out 
$25 million with his grassroots effort. The ACLU, $10 million. We know that George Soros has dedicated $18 billion to left-wing uh, groups. We've got to get national reciprocity pushed through. If same-sex marriage can be the law of the land, that government, the Second Amendment, should be the law of the land. It's been there since our Constitution was, was uh, passed and ratified back in the late 1700s. The other thing that we have to do is that we have to stand and make sure that we don't see the House and the Senate flip because we know that there are two things the left wants to do. Number one, they want to impeach Trump. Number two, they want to confiscate guns. I do not want to see America turn into what's happening in Iran or happening mm-hmm. in Venezuela where we are no longer citizens. We become subjects. So those are the two big things is to get out there and inspire people at the grassroots level for the Second Amendment and, and for these midterm elections and getting national reciprocity pushed through. Well, I got to ask you, whenever I'm, I'm on any debate formats with liberals, they always say, there is no evidence. Y'all, y'all are crazy saying that the left wants to come and confiscate your guns. How do you answer the, what proof do you, or evidence do you give uh, when asked that, uh, the proof that the left really wants to confiscate our guns? I, I give you the proof of an article that was in the Boston Globe, I think about two months ago, and I wrote about it on my website where a gentleman uh, in the editorial page wrote and said, yes, we need to come out as the left and say we're about what they did in Australia, gun confiscation. And look, even even so, you live in California, they are infringing upon the Second Amendment, right? They're going after ammunition so that all you have is a hammer or a baseball bat. That's what they turn a rifle into. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at every single way they can to undermine the Second Amendment, and we've got to fight against that. We actually had a little local sheriff, I believe, was or was it Police Chief uh, Lansdowne, uh, DG Carrot Sticks, might want to look that up for me uh, during the break, who actually said that last year, the year before here on camera, uh, Colonel West, he said, we can disarm the American citizens. If we want to, he said, we can disarm the American citizens in 10 years if we put our heads together. So to me, Andrew, let me let me say this real quick. And isn't it funny? Because we don't remember why did the British march on Concord, Massachusetts? was because they were going to take away the guns because they were going after uh, an armaments factory. And here we are 243 years later, and we're fighting against the new version of the Redcoats. And that's the message we need to get out there. Yeah. Well, you're probably going to want to skid out when I ask you my final question, but my listeners are going to kill me if I don't. Will you win, yeah. or are you going to throw your hat in the ring and run for president? Uh, you know, most women have a direct line to God, so you need to ask him about that. Uh, <laughs> But, but, you know, that I, I do get pressured to, uh, yeah. to get back into the political scene. And uh, after this midterm election cycle, uh, you know, my wife and I talked about we're going to pray and we're going to evaluate some things. So be on the lookout. All right. Well, we are going to pray over you that y'all come to the realization that maybe that, that we, we need you here in this country. But whether you get back into office or not, we thank you so much for all the efforts that you're doing for us and for this nation, the past, present and future. Thank you so much, Colonel West. Have a great night. My pleasure. You too. Bye, Andre. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back from poop hitting the fan to some trickling down of the economy. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Don't go anywhere. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E.
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. At Peterson Dean Roofing and Solar, our hearts go out to the many families that have been affected by the natural disasters that have occurred in the past year. There's no question that we'll see more events like this and that power outages will continue to occur as a result. Solar power with our cutting-edge energy storage battery can provide security and peace of mind that your home maintains power and connectivity even when the grid goes down. Plus, that battery provides even more cost savings by storing the energy during the day and then deploying power intuitively at night. You beat the high time-of-use utility rates. Have Backup power and simply save more money. All this month, buy any 12-panel or more solar system from Peterson Dean, and with your good credit, add an LG Energy Storage battery for only $29.99 per month using available federal and state incentives. These government incentives likely won't last, so take advantage and add this storage battery for less than $30 per month. Just call 888-857-7998. 888-857-7998. That's 888-857-7998. CACSLB 468 This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Addiction was the story of 2017. No, not addiction to opioids. Of course, tens of thousands of families are still mourning the death of a loved one to the scourge coursing through the United States. No, not addiction to the combination of power and lust fueling the sexual misconduct scandals that burst onto the public stage in the name of Harvey Weinstein. And no, not addiction to President Trump either either on the part of his adoring legions or of his worst enemies. No, the centipede addiction of this year, which is widespread and still growing, is to outrage itself, to the state of being perpetually offended, to the need to be not only angry at someone or something, but also and to always and everywhere be, well, hating. We are all trapped in this ongoing carnival of venom, a national gathering of unpleasant souls. This year, let's throw that trend in reverse. The best way to start is with a long look in the mirror. I'm Hugh Hewitt. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Hey, we are live and taking your calls here. The number is 888-344-1170. I'm curious if anybody out there listening is actually tuned in to uh, the State of the City address tonight. Our, our mayor uh, was going to hold a, a meeting tonight and explain the State of the City. I think we, you know, I don't, I, at first I thought, Mayor who? I hadn't seen him in a while, Kevin Falconer. Um, but I, you know, I think we know the State of the state of the City, in my opinion. We could use some help on our, pretty much it's the State of California. 
You know, we kind of covered that with uh, Travis Allen and Melanie Morgan last night. Uh, somebody, uh, speaking of last night, I talked a little bit about Congressman Issa made the announcement he was not going to run for re-election, and someone said later that they didn't think that I, co- I covered. I really didn't cover it in depth. Uh, I just mentioned it and mentioned that there was a protest outside his offices. You know, I've kind of thought about it. You know, it's it's I'm, uh, people are asking me why. You know. It's it. I'm kind of like Colonel West. You know, he said he didn't want to answer for President Trump. I interpreted for President Trump, and I'm going to try to interpret for Congressman Issa, even though we never really we can't get inside somebody's head and crawl around. But you know, um, it's really tough to run uh, and get reelected in California. There are 24 million more Democrat voters now in the state of California than there are Republicans. It's made it harder and harder and harder for even even uh, a squishy Republican to get reelected. And I think that it's it's I think when this latest tax bill came about, you could see locally in interviews with Congressman Issa just completely deflated. It's as though he felt like and do I think that he's had a perfect record? No. In fact, when he sent the press release out yesterday, Kevin Moore did send a press release out in terms of his statement and he listed some of his successes. They really weren't that meaningful to the to to me. He talked about trimming executive overreach well there there was nothing that stopped president obama with his overreach and it would and it was clearly somebody i i i had congressman i saw my show a few times and to me he was clearly somebody who had his heart in the right place in terms of doing the right thing uh for the american people and i think he was really frustrated that we finally did get power back last year in both houses of congress and the white house and all he had to show for it was a tax bill that that was going to hurt some of his citizens locally and you could it's as though it's like the fight seemed to go out of him that's not to say that i don't think that the republican party as i've been very vocal about has not contributed to the situation here of course it's hard to get reelected in a state that the Republican Party has allowed to little by little by little get bluer and bluer and bluer. When I first moved to San Diego, uh, this was a very red county. It was a very red county when I when I was working on behalf of the Republican Party and going door to door. And the Republican Party, kind of what happened locally is kind of what you guys saw happen nationally to where they would put forth – um, some it's these consultants behind the scenes are so much of a problem because they tell you that you can't win if you're conservative and out there with a real conservative message that you have to be Democrat light and try to compete with the Democrats. And then it, when it doesn't work, they tell you, well, you just didn't go far left enough, or they tell you you've got to hide your conservatism because it's not going to sell. We know, as I talked about with Melanie Morgan last night, conservatism sells when it's sold properly. W George W. Bush ran as a conservative. The problem with him is he got got in, in office and he governed like a liberal under the guise of compassionate conservatism and Schwarzenegger gave up the fight after he got in office but conservatism sells so little by little the Republican Party has you know enabled the Democrats to really just take the state far left and I think it's unfortunate I wish he would run for re-election because I feel like with the economy going the way it is I, you know I really wished some of these Republicans would stay in office we've had I think three Republicans announced they're not going to run for re-election in the Senate and 29 in the House. I think we're still going to keep it. Why? Because of the, what, look what's trickling down right now with the economy. Nancy Pelosi spit at these businesses. We, I think it was 2 million 
Over 2 million American workers have received bonuses, uh, pay increases, anywhere from uh, bonuses anywhere from 1000 to $3,000, as well as many receiving pay raises. And she had the gall to come out and say, oh, that's just crumbs. Well, didn't that just expose what we know and the Republican Party needs to explain a little bit more clearly that it's the Democrats that are the party of the elites, that are party of the fat cats. Of course, it's just crumbs to Nancy Pelosi and her Piotti restaurant. Chain. She doesn't have any connection with the workers in her restaurants, like the one on La Jolla Shores, where they, they're lucky. Those workers are lucky if they scrape up enough crumbs to equal $1,000 at the end of the month. These liberals oh, turn it, looking down their nose at $1,000 bonuses? Of course they are, because they are hoping they never have to bump up against what they can truly consider to be the crumbs of American society, and that's the workers that they pretend to care about, but they secretly detest. We right now have an amazing opportunity going into these midterms, and I do really wish some of these Republicans would stay and fight, because I really think that that it's the economy, stupid. You look at the people got more money in their pocket because of bonuses, oh, these evil, greedy corporations giving pay increases on top of it. The average American is going to have more money in their pocket after taxes. What a way to go into the midterms. Everybody should be like, I, don't give me this crap about Trump being unfit for office or mentally unstable. Anybody who's, who's saying that's the one who's mentally unstable. Look at the results. It was lack of results why the American people got rid of, you know, went to the outside and brought in an outsider and pulled the seat out from under the Democrats because the Democrats, after eight years, they saw what their economic plan was and what it did and, and President Obama spending a trillion dollars, ha ha ha, laughing that those shovel ready jobs weren't quite so shovel ready. Well, you know what was ready? This economy and the American spirit and businesses and entrepreneurs and business owners, Trump unleashed it by pulling back hundreds of regulations, lower taxation. Uh, and, you know, look, look what we have it. We have a resurgence of the economy for the American people and I'm just loving it. And, um, Speaking of, before I go to to break, okay, I've got a couple minutes. Uh, It's Throwback Thursday time. I got to remind everybody, I mentioned this last night and I want to make sure I get into it now. A little bit of economic gain for my listeners as well. Uh, You longtime Andrew Kano listeners might might remember a game that we used to do called Dead or Alive. And it was super fun because we always want to have some fun amid all the seriousness. And it's a super simple game. We're going to bring it back. Uh, starting January 24th, and I'm going to take callers, and I'm going to give a list of names of celebrities, and, and um, you're going to tell me whether they're dead or alive. If you get more right than you got wrong, then you're going to win a prize, and we've got some amazing prizes coming up in San Diego, and so we're going to start that. We're going to revive that. It's going to be every Wednesday starting January 24th, so I'm super excited for the return of Dead or Alive. Um, I've got one minute, and I've got a couple little stories this is time for my land yap, a little something extra before I go to my break and get it back into another story. These are a couple of little stories that have kind of been like pebbles in my shoe that I've wanted to tell you guys about. And I've been running out of time each show. Um, the first is, I don't know if you guys heard the other day, speaking of evil, greedy corporations. Well, you know, I don't use Apple products. I'm an Android gal and I've got, you know, office and I've got a regular laptop. Um, but that doesn't mean I dislike Apple. And I was really aggravated the other day to hear this big story. I don't know if you guys heard it. Apple under pressure, you know, to stop kids from becoming addicted to their devices. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Have we really gone so off the rails as a society that some corporation is being blamed for the parenting of children? 
How was it Apple's fault that some kids gotten addicted to, to their devices? Did Apple show up at somebody's home or go to the playground somewhere at a school and go, hey, kid, come here. Let me give you an iPhone. Let me show you how to use it and get you, get you hooked on it. Yeah. No. I mean, this is ridiculous. If there's, are there too many children using these devices out there? Probably. You know, I, you know, somehow my generation and DJ Carrot Sticks and others, you know, we kids managed to survive and thrive and grow up, up without any cell phones whatsoever. I didn't get a cell phone till I got into college. And you know what? It managed to be okay. You know, um, but now, you know, so if there's kids getting addicted to these gadgets, well, whose fault is it? It's the parents' fault. It's not Apple's fault. We now, we now going to have a, come up with a hashtag for parents of, of kids addicted to gadgets and somehow it's good. We're going to now have to have legislation holding corporations accountable for, for children's behaviors or some kind of childhood addiction. It's ridiculous. We got to start pushing back on this. I heard today that in terms of the role of government, it has to do ultimately with the role of government in our society and, and, individual responsibility we were founded on a nation of individual freedom and individual responsibility we heard today that we got congress people showing up in government today wearing black for this hashtag me too movement it's not the government's responsibility to legislate and control behavior good or bad in the society we've already got laws on the books for sexual harassment in the workplace and sexual assault of people in uh the court system it's ridiculous but i'm curious what you guys think about it Stay tuned. we got more Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, why have you been shredding for hours? The boss said we should cut costs, Mr. Employee of the Month. How does this cut costs? These are the expense reports for the whole year. You shredded them all? Thanks to me, our expenses this year are zero. If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, are you stealing from the vending machine? No, Mr. Employee of the Month. Well, your desk is littered with, like, hundreds of snacks. I'm really exposed to loophole by reaching my arm through the flap thingy. Does that sound like stealing to you? Yes. Granola bar? 
If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. Help Diego.com. Local jobs that work. AM 1170. The answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We're into our final segment on this Throwback Thursday. Um, my segment isn't really throwing back to anything. It's more like throwing it forward. You know, ever since uh, the start of the new year, we've had like all kinds of new laws to kind of get through and try to help people understand. Here's one I had not heard from anybody. Thank you to my next guest, Steve from getdismissed.com, who's here to talk about the Real ID Act of 2005. So I guess it is kind of a throwback because this is some new law that I guess was uh, mandated going back to 2005. That actually hasn't even been implemented yet, but it is starting now in the state of California beginning January 22nd. Uh, welcome, Steve, to the Andrea K. Show. Tell us about the Real ID Act of 2005. Hi, Andrea. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, good. The, the Real ID Act, you're absolutely right. It actually went into place in 2005, and the actual implementation of the Real ID has been extended and extended and extended year after year. It was part of what was called the Real ID Act um, in uh, response to 9-11 to make driver licenses and ID cards more secure, basically, when traveling. So finally, the federal government said, hey, no more extensions. This has to be implemented in every state on uh, beginning on January 22nd, 2018. No extensions after that. And everybody who wants to travel has from January 22nd, 2018 until October 1st of 2020, about a year and 10 months, to upgrade their driver's license if they plan to travel domestically, you know, from state to state. And that's just unheard of. If you're going from California to and flying to Arizona, just, you know, the next state over, you're going to have to have one of these new ID cards or you have to bring a passport. And not everybody has a passport. See, I, you know, I didn't know. I'm flying. I'm actually flying on the 23rd, and I'm glad that I actually have a passport because otherwise, I'd, I there would not be any time for me to make an appointment to go down to my local DMV, and you know, I, I might be you know in a pickle. You know, nobody is talking about this. This is actually the first time that I've heard anybody talk about this law. Thank you for you know contacting us and and. Um, and making everybody aware of this. So as for right now, I want to make sure I understand. You can, you don't have to upgrade to this real ID card as long as you've got a passport after Jan- January 22nd. But you better have your passport with you at the airport or you're not going to get on a plane, right? Well, you're partially correct, and that's where a lot of confusion is. Um, in every state except for nine states, their, their driver's license, their current driver's license are um, compatible, or the, the state program is compatible with the Real ID Act, and you do not have to use a Real ID until October 1st, 2020. But so you have to have the passport, though, right? Well, see, that's where the confusion is. No, because California's compliant. You can use your current ID for the next year and 10 months. Okay. However, however, if you go to one of those nine states that do not have a uh, Real ID compliant uh, a driver's license programs, you might get uh, stopped and not let back on that plane, even though California is a compliant state, uh, you know, uh, unless you have your passport. Now, we're advising everybody, though, to 
get a real ID because of all the confusion. Yeah. Just as, as soon as you can. In, in other words, the program starts January 22nd. Mm-hmm. If you're flying from California to, a, to another state, you should be okay with your current driver's license. And you should also, just in case, because I bet there's going to be a lot of confusion with the TSA agents and everything, yeah. bring your passport with you. Now, if you don't have a real ID by January 1st, 2020, you have to have that passport. Right. A couple, gotcha. couple other things with that, though. You don't need a real ID to drive. So if you're just driving within California, or yeah. even if you're driving across, you know, to the next state, Nevada, Arizona, wherever, you can still use your normal driver's license because yeah. you're not going through yeah. any security checkpoints. Gotcha. Um, before I got to let you go, tell everybody quickly about your website. Yeah, we're, we're at GetToSmith.com. What we do is we help uh, California drivers contest traffic tickets with what's called a trial by written declaration. We've been doing this for uh, almost 14 years, tens of thousands of tickets in California. And this is a way to fight a ticket without going to court. It's actually, it's the best way to fight a ticket without going to court. I it's, like it. Uh, all people, it's great. All people do is take a picture of their ticket, take a picture of the driver's license, answer a few questions uh, about the ticket they received, speeding ticket, red light ticket, any type of traffic infraction. All that information gets submitted to us. We verify, validate all the information and generate a completed trial by written declaration and all their defense documents that they just mail into the court by certified mail to fight the ticket without ever having to go to court. I love it. Get to Smith's.com. I'm going to, I'm writing that down and making a note of it. I suggest everybody else who, not that I'm expecting to get any tickets anytime soon. (laughs) Steve, I wish I had more time, but we're running out of time here. Thank you so much for being here. Andrew, great talking to you. All right. Um, you know, I, I kind of saved a really hot topic to the end, so I'm glad we got a few minutes left. You know, yesterday we found out Google, which wasn't really a big surprise, that Google was, you know, in the effort to control the messaging you control minds, right? So we found out yesterday that Google was fact-checking uh, for us, making sure that, you know, that we knew what Google felt was, you know, accurate information, which is a bunch of hooey. They were basically fact-checking, telling us how wrong conservative outlets were uh, when what they were really doing was fabulous fabricating uh, falsehoods. Uh, so pretending that they were fact-checking, they were telling us that conservative outlets um, were um, reporting things inaccurately that they didn't even report, if you follow me. And then today we find out, thanks to uh, the great people at Project Veritas, the people that, uh, James O'Keefe, that are doing the real investigative reporting, that Twitter basically has been Lois learnering uh, their site um, by intention mass banning accounts quote this is according to the to the interview that busted on camera mass banning accounts that expressed interest in god guns and america uh just go to a they talk about how they do it um they go to random uh trump tweets and look at followers and as he says all mockingly they'll all be like god guns america with the american flag and the cross like who says that who talks like that you know who does conservatives doesn't that say it all about the contempt that they have for this country and everything that we hold dear? And they're intentionally trying to control this country and trying to affect the outcome. This is almost like if you think about election interference, because, again, you control message and you control minds. This is the this is such an expose in terms of an attack on Americans and their free speech. This is worse to me than Pravda. This is absolutely outrageous. This is going on in the United States of America, that we have outlets that pretend to be an, a, a, a forum for us to speak. And what they're really doing is working hard behind the scenes to oppress speech that they don't like.
This is this is the jackboot of tyranny on us. And I don't know what I'm open to, to. I'm curious to what you guys think that we can do as American citizens. Yeah, we're we're shining the light on it. Thanks. Or James O'Keefe is thanks to him and Project Veritas. But this is absolutely outrageous that this is going on in this country, that we have organizations um, uh, um, putting us in the crosshair, searching out conservatives just to try to silence us. It's shameful. It's disgusting. I wish there was a law to stop it, but I don't know how it is because Twitter is free enterprise. You know, and, the, and conservatives continue to think that maybe we're going to come up with alternatives to Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but we haven't so far. And I say that as I'm sitting here broadcasting via Facebook Live. Um, uh, he goes on to say uh, they also look to see if there's American guns. Uh, they were asked uh, whether they just get rid of the accounts. And he says, yeah, you just delete them. But the problem, he says, is there's like hundreds of thousands of them. Like, oh, my gosh, can you believe that? There's lots of these Americans out there that are pro-gun, that are pro-God. It's just like Obama said. These people cl- clinging to their gods and their guns. Well, you know what? That's what America's all about. This is cultural Marxism. This is the way that they think they're going to you know, get over on, on America. They've got to silence us. They've got to oppress political op- opposition and, and oppress political voice in order to try to in, – in, in the course of trying to transform America from a once-free – shining beacon on the hill a voice for freedom under the guise of of liberalism liberalism is really where liberty goes to die unfortunately um it's it's shocking we'll see what happens and and james o'keefe is the and james o'keefe is the guy who once spends time in jail just because he's trying to, to shed light on what's happening in america it's crazy um, let's keep this conversation rolling. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. I'm here every evening, 6 to 7 p.m. Don't forget we're going to be returning. Uh, Dead or Alive is coming back. Now, on tomorrow night's show, we've got Frank Gaffney is going to be here talking about all things national security, things happening with Iran. Uh, did Obama aid and enable an, an Iranian terrorist to try to push through the Iran deal? We're going to ask Frank Gaffney about that. And then we've also got an entertainment. We've got none other than Paul Sorvino, who's going to be here. He's got a movie coming out and a great cookbook. So we're going to have some fun with him and his wife, Dee, tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.